Amen. If we can find our seats, I'm going to begin in prayer. And um, we're just going to ask God to just lead us through His Word and... Uh, and uh, we're just going to go before God. Thank you, Jesus. Holy Spirit, we just come before you. We ask you that you would guide us through your word. That we would look to you as our covering. That, you, that we would look to you as our guide. God, we ask you, Lord, that you would just lead each one of us. That as we begin to read your word, that your word would come alive to us. That it would, it would be like that two-edged sword that, that cuts in between our heart, God. And I ask you, Holy Spirit, that you would flow through me, God. That you would speak prophetically through me, God. That you would uh, speak to your saints, God. That you would speak to us, God. That we would know that you are present. And that you are with us. And that you are guiding us, God. I thank you that you're guiding us and that you haven't forgotten about us, Lord. We give you praise in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 So, you know, last week, um, uh, Jen wasn't here. Uh, she went and uh, went to her mom's wedding and um, just uh, I felt for the very first time uh, how lonely it is. Um, and... Uh, <laughs> And uh, it was our first time and uh, being away from each other. And um, I am so glad that she's back and uh, here with me and, and here with us. And, um, and, and I'm, I'm just saying all that because um, God cares about, um, about being together. He wants us to be together. He wants us to be one. He doesn't want us to be alone. And... Um, Today we're going to be speaking about uh, God as our covering. God as our covering, and we're going to be we're going to be reading Psalms ninety one, and it's a it's a it's a principle. It's a it's a foundation that um, that we need to uh, keep in our minds as something that is present. That that God is the one that covers us because in life we will face uh, different types of storms and 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 three different types of storms where. Um, they are inevitable to happen. Um, but when we remember that God is our covering, that God is the one that protects us and, and, and leads us and guides us, um, it helps us to, to uh, uh, make decisions to, uh, to run back to God. And so, um, 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 and so we're going to be reading uh, Psalms 91, but I just want to start by reading... Um, a story, and um, it's a story that uh, you you might have heard, and there's different variations of the story, um, but um, um, but let me just read the story. It says, "Once upon a time, there was a king in a country, and one day the king ordered his men to place a huge rock in the road. They placed the rock, and the king found a place to hide near the road to see whether anyone would try to remove the rock. Then the country wealthy merchants and the people walked near the, near the rock, and they did nothing to remove it. Day by day, the rock kept becoming greater and greater, a greater nuisance for the people. And the rock began to grow in the minds of the people. 
And so everyone, seeing the rock in the middle of the road, complained about it and blamed the king for not serving the country. And after a while, a peasant who had a heavy backpack on his back came and saw the rock. He stopped for a moment, and he looked, and he pondered it. And he put down his backpack, and he started to push the rock. And he struggled a lot, but in the end, he managed to move the rock to the side of the road. Then he took his heavy backpack... And as he took it and was about to leave, he saw a little bag at the spot where the rock had been. And he took the bag and he opened it, and it was full of gold. Also, there was a note by the, by the king saying that the gold in the bag would belong to one who would remove it. In Psalms 91, it talks about how God is one who rescues us, who stands as a covering for us. And when there are things all around us, the things that we cannot see, he even protects against those things. The chapter, it it describes to us the differences between being underneath his covering and what it's like to be outside of his covering. And so if we just think about this story for a second, as the people, as they pass by the rock, this rock could have grown larger and larger in their minds. It became a nuisance for them. And when we think about fear, when fear invades a room, it stops us dead in our tracks. When when fear comes, it thrives. I remember this time when when I was uh, officiating a wedding. And, um, and I had prepared the bride and the groom and, and I helped to them kind of plan out the wedding and, and everything was set up. And then um, and I was ready to go. I knew how to, like, what was going to happen. And, and then 10 minutes before it all happened, before the bride was going to come down, um, I forgot everything. I, compl- I completely spaced and I thought, oh, no. I can't redo this. This day is a special day. You can't redo weddings. You can't redo moments. And so all this fear came in my mind. And I was just like, and I'm standing up there and I'm thinking, I know what I'm supposed to do. I just can't think about what to do. When fear happens, it grips us. It paralyzes us. And so what I did was I just prayed and I asked God, I actually just turned around and I just prayed. I said, God, please help me. I need your help to remember what to do. And I turned back around and I just started going over what was the next step. And as I began to go through the steps of of what was going to happen and everything just began to fall into its place and, and then everything was fine. And so when we... Uh, run into God's covering, he reminds us that 
not only does he protect us, protects us with his covering, but he supplies us with things to guard and, and to fight against what, what is happening. And so, um, you know, there's a lot of things uh, happening with the coronavirus. And um, the truth is, is, this isn't the first thing to happen like this. And it's not going to be the last But as long as we believe in God's covering, we won't allow this fear to imprison us. God wants to set us free. He wants us, this is a foundation, believing that God is our covering. That God is the one who who leads us and guides us. And so... um, in the Bible, it speaks in the last days that there's going to be a great outpouring of God's spirit, and that's happened. But then there's also going to be a great spiritual deception by the devil. And, and we can witness these things because we see it right now that, there is, that there's fear in the air and, and there's all these troubles and, and pressure And when we think about Paul, when he was faced uh, by troubles and and pressures and persecutions, he just kept going. And so what that teaches us in in 2 Corinthians 4.8, what that teaches us is that that there is a peace and a hope that the gospel brings, that Jesus gives us when we walk with him, when we learn him as our covering in the storms. And so what is the, the, what is the truth? The truth is this covering for God's people is a great importance because it's how we will stand in the last days. So this is a, what we've been doing is we've been going through a series on foundations and, and learning how God is our strong tower, that he's the one who builds the structure in our life, that he's the one who uh, gives us faith and, and we're, we're a new creation because we're born again in Christ. Um, but this is looking at it from the other way that, that God is our covering and that, that he leads us. And so the definition for the word covering There's 11 different Hebrew words which are translated covering. But there's two major aspects of this covering. There's a blotting out where man needs a covering of blood to blot out the sin in his life or her life. And then there's a a protective covering where man needs a protective covering over his or her life from the enemy. And so the Hebrew, what it does is it brings this thought of making a hedge or a fence in order to protect and guard those who God values. And so let's read in verse 1 to verse 3. He who dwells in the shelter of the Most High will abide in the shadow of the Almighty, the All-Powerful. Verse 2, I will say to the Lord, my refuge and my fortress, my God in whom I trust. Verse 3, for it is he who delivers you from the snare of the trapper and from deadly pestilence. 
The source of our saving comes from God. What we can see in this word delivers, it it means to rescue, to free us from harm, and in some cases, imprisonment. And so what he's doing is he snatches us from harm's way, from even from deadly pestilence, things that, that we can't see. And so he also, when we look at verse 3, it says, For it is he who delivers you from the snare of the trapper and from the deadly pestilence. And when we look at the word trapper, what God is protecting us from is the one who searches and devises plans against us. When we think of hunting and and birds of prey, there is something always looking to plan something against us. And God rescues and he delivers us out of that trap. And and, And God sets plans to protect us and guard us. Um, there's a woman named Pippa Gumble, and she said that in medieval Britain, raiders would come and they would attack a village, and the villagers would run for safety to a fortress, and once they were all inside, they would pull up the drawbridge, and they would cut off the enemy's access to keep everyone safe inside. And so when times are tough, We can take refuge in God, who is our strong fortress. The thing is, when we read in in, in Psalms 91, we are knowing God as our rock, that he is the one who is our fortress. And so it says in in Psalms 31 turn your ear to listen to me. Rescue me quickly. Be my rock of protection, a fortress where I will be safe. And so I talked about there are three uh, different types of storms. There's storms where we bring the storms upon ourselves, where we make decisions against God's principles and, and they come against us. And, and because of our decisions, um, we face those storms. And one good example is, is the story of Jonah where God called him to go speak to a city, and he goes the opposite way. And so he thinks that, that he can run from God, but he doesn't know that he, 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 he can't really outrun God. And so he finds himself on a boat with the storms raging against him. And this is what he says in, in, in Jonah 1.4 and verse 12. It says, The Lord hurled a great wind... On the sea, and there was a great storm on the sea, so that the ship was about to break up. Verse 12 He said to them, Pick me up and throw me into the sea. Then the sea will become calm for you. For I know that on account of me, this great storm has come upon you. And so there's there's different types of storms that happen. There's storms where God brings us through storms. That God actually uh, brings the storm into our life so that we begin to um, 
mature and, and grow in our faith. When we look at the, the Gospel of Matthew, when the disciples um, uh, were with Jesus in, in the boat, in Matthew 8, 24, it, it says that uh, the disciples got into a boat, and Jesus got with them, and as, as a storm came upon them, Jesus was in the boat, and he was sleeping. And they came, and they woke up Jesus, and, and, and Jesus calmed the waters, but then in Matthew 14, verse 22 through, through 30, Jesus is ministering with the disciples. And he says, no, 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 guys, I want you to actually go ahead of me. And, and I, I want you to go ahead. I, I'm going to stay with the crowds and I'm going to send them away. Which to me, when I was reading that, it's just interesting that usually the disciples would work, work with him. But God was sending the disciples ahead. And so if you could put that scripture up, um, 25 verse 30. Um, It wasn't until the storm that was raging on the waters that Jesus came to them at three in the morning. Jesus came to them when they were Away from him. The third type of storm is when the enemy, the devil, comes to steal, kill, and destroy us. And God wants us to know that he stands as the covering and refuge to give us freedom from our greatest fears. It says in Psalms 91, verse 5 through 10, you will not be afraid of the terror by night or the arrow that flies by day, of the pestilence that stalks in the darkness or the destruction that lays waste at noon. A thousand may fall at your your side and 10,000 at your right hand, but it shall not approach you. You will, you will only look on with your eyes and see the recompense of the wicked. One of the things that we can do as we read this psalm is that um, it's a psalm that we can pray over our lives and over our families. That God wants us to, to take this chapter and put it into our own words to pray and to begin to read this. And, and what we do and when we're reading it out loud... Um, Again, we believe that God's word is inspired, that it's, it's spirit-breathed. God breathed God's, wor- uh, God's word, and he spoke through uh, different men and women and, or men. And, um, and, and it's God's spirit inside his scripture. And when we speak God's word out loud, that it, it brings breakthrough. Because these aren't just men. This is God's spirit. This is God-inspired scripture. And so um, begin to pray this scripture over your family. Begin to pray this over your lives. He says in verse 9, For you have made the Lord my refuge. Which is key. He's saying, not only do you just read it, but you actually, you're praying this over your family. You've made God my refuge. You see that? 
my refuge, even the most high, your dwelling place, no evil will befall you, nor will any plague come near your tent. Jesus' words offer us his protection and a hedge of protection around our family. He says in, in Matthew 7, 24, Therefore, everyone who hears these words of mine and puts them into practice is like a wise man who built his house on a rock. He says, and later on, he says, The, the, the rain came down, the streams rose, and the winds blew, and they beat against the house, and yet it did not fall because it had its foundation on the rock. Jesus is the rock of ages. Jesus is, is the, the one who comforts us. He, he brings us into situations because he wants us to, to learn him as our peace. He wants to be our peace. That's what I'm trying to say. And so verse 26 uh, of Matthew 7, but everyone who hears these words of mine and does not put them into practice is like the foolish man who built his house on sand. And the rain came down and the streams rose and the winds blew and beat against the house and it fell with a great crash. Jesus shares these things because the storms of life, they come. They're un- inevitable. But God's word, Jesus' words, are our fortress. God's words put a hedge of protection with, with the, the, the fear that's in the, in the world right now. We have a message of hope. We have a message where God is our strength and he is our help. He is he he um, he wants us to be wise. He wants us to wash our hands and and, and guard ourselves and use um, uh, disinfectant soap. And he wants us to be wise about those things. But he doesn't want us to fear. Amen. He doesn't want us to be hopeless because the world is hopeless. It says that it rains on the righteous and the wicked, but the wicked don't have hope. We have hope. We have hope in Christ. This is my last point. God does not give us a spirit of fear or, or being timid, but power, love, and a sound mind. When, when we read that in 2 Timothy 1.7, um, Paul is speaking to Timothy. And he's speaking to him because... Um, Timothy is, is, uh, is, is needing to stir up his faith. He hasn't lost his faith, but, God, but, but Paul is reminding him to stir up the embers. Like when we have a fire, we, we stir up those embers to make the flame rise. So the faith wasn't gone, but Paul is saying, stir it up. Begin to stir up your faith. And so I want to wrap this up with the, these thoughts that our peace comes from trusting in Jesus. And Jesus is the rock of ages. And, um, and that's Isaiah 26, 3-4. And when an obstacle, like that story of the rock, when that obstacle is in our way, and when we think of the, about the people, they just, when they saw the rock, 
everyone just began to walk around the rock. But God doesn't want us to walk. He wants us to face it. And he gives us the authority to to face uh, things that come against us. And the first thing is that we we are learning that that, um, God is our covering, that he's our refuge. And and God protects us. Psalms 91, verse 14 through 16 says, The Lord says, I will rescue those who love me. I will protect those who trust in my name. And when they call upon me, I will answer. I will be with them in trouble. I will rescue and honor them. I will reward them with long life. And I will give them my salvation. We can pray this with hope. When Jonah was running from God, he repented. He, he said, throw me off this boat. And in and, and the end of the story, he, he went and he preached this message. And then he actually got mad at God for, for, for showing this country mercy. It's in God's heart to show mercy, to be compassionate, to be kind, to be gracious. And we see that, that when, when Jesus told his disciples to uh, go into the storm and he was going to stay behind and, t- and take care of the people, that, that Jesus wasn't afar off, that Jesus was, came to them. And so if I could just have the worship team come on up. We have to know God as our refuge. And we begin to know him as our refuge when we take scripture like this and we begin to apply it. We begin to pray it over our families. And we begin to trust that that God is our refuge. That God is the one who covers us. We have to know him. Let's just bow our heads and uh, why don't we just stand up together and we will pray. God, we thank you that you know all things and that you are in all things and you are omnipresent. You are able to do all things and meet us in our present help. And we ask you, Lord, that this week as as we are staying safe and and we are reminded that you give us authority to speak over principalities. You give us charge over angels to to protect us, that we wouldn't uh, hit our foot against a stone, that we can pray and ask for your protection and your guidance, God. And we ask you, Lord, that 
when we are paralyzed by fear, that you would remind us that you are the author of our faith and that you, what you began in us, you are faithful to finish the work in us. God, I ask you, Lord, that this fear that is happening, that we would be able to speak in people's lives and that we would remind them that we, we have a hope, that we have a strength. We have a God who says he will be our help, our strength to uphold us. And so we ask you, Lord, that you would give us the words to, as we come across those who are fearful in this time, we ask you, God, that you'd give us the words to speak life and speak hope, Lord. God, I pray that you would protect each one of us, God, that you would lead us step by step. We ask you that you would be our covering, that you would guide us, God. We thank you in Jesus' name. Amen.